Our ask is that AI cannot write scripts, it cannot rewrite scripts, it can't be treated as source material that could get credit, it can be research, uh, but that's how it should be treated, like a Wikipedia article, and that our members' content can't be used to train those services. We're going to stay here until hell freezes over, till we get a just deal. And, and we're, not going to get, we're not afraid, we're not going to waver, we're going to stick this out. And stick it out, they did. Now, as reported by the Los Angeles Times, the WGA and major Hollywood studios have reached a tentative deal to end a 146-day writer's strike, which would cause significant disruption in the industry. The proposed three-year contract, subject to ratification by the union's 11,500 members, includes pay rate increases and enhanced residual payments for streaming shows, along with new regulations related to artificial intelligence usage. We can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional. With meaningful gains or protections for writers in every sector of the membership, the WGA negotiating committee said in a Sunday night message to its members. The strike, which began on May 2nd, was initiated to safeguard writers' livelihoods in the face of technological changes and shifts in the entertainment industry, such as shorter seasons for streaming shows and reduced hiring of writers. With this tentative agreement with the WGA, Industry leaders are expected to focus on resolving the strike by the 160,000-member performers' union, SAG-AFTRA, which started in mid-July. The WGA leadership will conduct a thorough review of the contract before submitting it for approval by the WGA West Board and the WGA East Council. Writers are instructed not to return to work until authorized by the Guild, although picketing will be suspended. WGA members declared victory on social media. We held strong together as one union to demand our fair share, former WGA West Board member David Slack wrote on X, and that's why we won. The strike was prompted by changes in the industry, particularly the rise of streaming services, which affected both writers' incomes and studios' revenues. The negotiations saw corporate executives from various entertainment companies, including Netflix, Warner Brothers, Disney, Apple, and Amazon, coming to the bargaining table. Corporate titans took the heat. Bob Iger, CEO of Walt Disney Company, incurred a backlash after telling CNBC that the demands of the writers and actors unions were not realistic while he was attending an exclusive investment banker-sponsored retreat for industry luminaries outside Sun Valley, Idaho. One unnamed studio executive reportedly told Deadline, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. These statements became rallying cries for WGA members, who enlisted a broad array of support from other Hollywood unions, including the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and Teamsters. Despite the tentative agreement, production may not immediately resume, as scripts need to be written and a new contract with SAG-AFTRA remains pending. Additionally, video game performers are considering whether to authorize SAG-AFTRA to call the strike in their negotiations with video game companies. Back in the day, it was seemingly all so innocent. But now the games have become more immersive and complex, so have the issues surrounding their creation. The union's key concerns include the unregulated use of AI, wages, and worker safety. 
The contract expired last November. Both the Negotiating Committee and National Board have said that the Negotiating Committee should have a strike authorization ready when bargaining resumes on September 26th. The Interactive Media Agreement covers off-camera voiceover performers, on-camera motion capture stunt performers, stunt coordinators, singers, dancers, puppeteers, and background performers, according to SAG-AFTRA. They argue that AI poses a significant threat to performers in the video game industry, particularly voice actors. The capacity to cheaply and easily create convincing digital replicas of performer voices is already here and widely available, SAG-AFTRA sent in a message posted on this website. You can find the tools to do it yourself with a simple Google search. Without protections, not only will this be the future of how voices are recorded for video game characters, but your own voice recordings will be used to train the AI systems that replace you. Performance Capture in which professionals like stunt performers provide digitally captured performances for video game characters, could also be replicated through AI. Society can't stop AI technology from advancing, video game actors told the Times last month, but workers can secure contracts that would require their consent to reproduce their voice or likeness and compensate them when that does happen. They are also seeking an 11% wage increase retroactive to the contract's expiration and better worker protections such as rest periods and safety measures. The video game companies have offered a wage increase of 5, 4, and 3% over three years. This situation follows a previous strike in 2016, where the union sought better compensation structures and improved safety conditions for performers in the game industry. A growing segment of the game industry's workforce has started to unionize in recent years, many of them quality assurance workers who have decried so-called crunch periods that lead up to a game's release. Game workers have also raised concerns over claims of discrimination and called for fair and transparent pay. Organizing efforts have hit studios acquired by gaming giant Activision Blizzard, as well as those under Microsoft, which is seeking to acquire the Santa Monica-based company. A State of the Game Industry survey released in January found that a majority of game developers, 53%, are in favor of unionization. About one-fifth say they or their colleagues have actively discussed unionizing, according to the survey published by the Game Developers Conference and Game Developer, a trade publication. Right on. Labor is labor. And this is just another example of how fairness and equity touch all of it. So much of the leadership doesn't know what it's like to work on these games anymore. They don't understand the time and effort that it takes to go into because they've either never worked on games like that before or they just, you know, don't care. With these large companies, you know, you kind of just have to do what they say, right? And we've learned over the years that they're going to do the legal minimum required instead of the ethical maximum. My role in the gaming industry is under quality assurance. Quality assurance testers are the folks who actually work with the game software day by day to make sure that there's not issues or glitches. It's our job to find issues, report them so they can get fixed, and so that the game can go out looking and feeling as best as it possibly can. I started at Activision as a QA tester, and my experience there was horrible. I worked on Black Ops 3, I was night shift. I remember the lights would turn off after 9 p.m. and then we would get like yelled at for spilling creamer. We would work 14 hour shifts at one point trying to get Black Ops 3 out. It was just insane. Like it felt like a dungeon. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select a level, starting at just a dollar a month. 
Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. And speaking of listening and broadening your worker contact, the Labor Force Podcast is now affiliated with the Labor Radio Podcast Network, an indispensable labor source where you can find many more shows like this one. You can check it out at laborradionetwork.org. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.